week's episode, I share my thoughts on the importance of reflection and intention. I talk about my experiences, share my reflection questions, and how my chosen intention often ends up shaping my year in unexpected and meaningful ways. Happy New Year, everyone, and thanks for being here. Hi, I'm Becky, the host of the Girl on a Hill podcast, where we encourage you to stop hiding, start shining, and to be the woman you were created to be. You can download Girl on a Hill podcast on your favorite podcast app, such as Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, and Spotify. Thanks for listening, and now, let's head to the hill. Welcome to Girl on a Hill, and welcome to 2023. I wonder how long it's going to take all of us to get used to writing that and saying that. I just want to wish all of you a very happy new year. I am super excited to be with you. I am coming at you solo this week as we all kind of settle into a new year and a new routine. But I really wanted to check in with all of you and talk about two things this time of year is absolutely perfect for. Reflection and intention. Now, January is legitimately one of my favorite times of the year. It's funny because I'm such a planner, but there is something so intriguing and exciting about a new year laying ahead of you not knowing what opportunities, challenges, growth, and ideas are headed your way. It's like this blank canvas just stretched out in front of you, and you have to just ponder who you're going to be and what your life is going to look like once it's all filled in. And that just excites me. I love it. Now, January is also the time of year when millions of Americans are making their New Year's resolutions. I do it every year and I love it. This year, I got a new guided journal. I'm super excited about that. I started my new Bible reading plan this morning. I started my new book challenge on Goodreads. I'm getting back into my walking and my workout groove. I did both of those today. Super excited. I shared on my personal Facebook, I had I was an avid walker. I was walking all the time. And then a cougar ran through my front yard. No lie, my little hound dog chased it off, but I haven't gone outside. I've, I've, I've been on one walk since that happened until today because you know what? Life's too short to let fear make all your decisions. So I did that. I literally just did a hit routine a couple minutes ago. Coming out here, restarted my fitness pal. Side note, if you ever do, like the millions of Americans, want to work on getting healthy, my fitness pal is what totally worked for me. I've lost 30 pounds, kept it off. But I'm getting back into it because I've, I've gotten a little soft. But all of it, I just love all of it. I love the reading. I love the planners. I love it. I'm stoked. It excites me. But a lot of women I've encountered over the years don't like the idea of setting goals and resolutions, like, at all. And for many, creating a list of resolutions feels like adding more to an already crowded plate. And we have talked about that so much on the pod We know all about our shifting capacity and the importance of honoring where we're at and doing whatever we can to avoid physical, mental, and emotional burnout. And that is so important to know where you're at and to respect where you're at and to not add stress and overwhelm. We just worked so hard to get out of that burnout state. We don't want you going back there. I totally get it. Most years, I'm like I am this year where I'm giddy about reading plans and counting my calories, But I have had seasons and years 
where it took all of my energy just to kind of maintain where I was at. That was last year. Last year, I had a very soft goal year. It was just, I needed to divert my energy into just staying afloat. So I get it. I have been both places. So on the pod, don't worry, don't freak out. We're not going to be talking about things like starting a workout plan or quitting your habit of swearing or setting out to read a book a week. I think it's awesome if you want to do those things. But, you know, we are not here at all to encourage overwhelm or to add to the lie of not enough. You do not have to set 53 resolutions to be good enough. You don't have to set one to be good enough. But I also don't want to waste this natural opportunity as a new year begins to reflect on who we are, how our lives are going, whether or not we're living a life aligned with our values, all of it. This is such a special time for reflection. And there really is something special about this natural reset as one year ends and another begins. So my very first year teaching, all newbie teachers were assigned a mentor teacher. And one thing she said has stuck with me all these years. This was 20 years ago, and I'm still remembering this. She said, now, Becky, take Christmas break to think about the way things are going in your classroom. Think about what's working. Think about what you're doing well and think about what needs to change. She told me to think about what I needed to tweak and what I needed to just flat out get rid of. She said this, if you want to change something in your classroom, this is the one and only time your students will buy it. So give it some serious thought. And her advice was totally true. Now, can you make a change at another point in the year? Of course, absolutely. Listen, when we are truly motivated to change, we can and will. Otherwise, why would we bother doing this podcast? Why would we talk about spring cleaning? If you want something deep within and you set an intention and set out to do it, you can do it no matter what time of year it is. But for me, both as a teacher, a homeschooling teacher, and as a person, When I have wanted to implement some of those larger shifts in routine or make a more significant, like learning how to speak, kind of life change, January and the new year was always a really tremendous time to do it. It is like literally a natural reset, a chance for our brains that so often get stuck in their ways to just maybe buy the change we want to make. To just, it's just that little natural nudge out of the ruts we are so very used to creating so this month january is such an amazing time for reflection so i hope you'll i hope you'll do this it's a great time to think back on the year you just finished and ask yourself some really important questions and i truly believe these are questions that you shouldn't rush through or be flip about i mean really give this some thought now i love that the word reflection means both serious thought and consideration and an image seen. And that's what I really love doing at this time of year, combining those two things by seriously considering who I am, who I've been, and who I want to be. These are some of the questions I like to ask myself when I'm thinking about the year I've just gone through. What didn't work? What drained me? What lies am I believing? 
What is distracting me? What am I holding on to that I need to let go of? What changes would I like to make? Now, I love these questions because they force me to confront the things within myself that need work. It's really good to evaluate if how we're living, how we're thinking, how we're spending our time, how we're spending our money, all of it. How is it working for you? Is it working for you? Now, I love these questions, but a lot of us stop there. We have talked before on the pod about how we are wired to focus on the negative. And don't get me wrong, when we are honestly and reflectively evaluating the changes we need to make, it's incredibly important to go there and to ask yourself those questions about what didn't work, why am I drained, what lies do I need to get out of my head. But we cannot stop there. We also need to ask the questions on the flip side. We need to spend some time honestly answering the questions, what went well this year? Where did I thrive? When did I feel most alive? What brought me peace? What brought me joy? Where was I using my gifts? Those are important questions to answer and think about because that right there is what we need to lean into. The joy, the delight. As women, we are super great at picking ourselves apart. And like I said, let's make some of those changes, but let's also learn to notice what's working and where we're winning. Now, once we've taken some time to stop and answer those questions through honest reflection, then we can do the exciting work of setting our intentions. Now, I word nerded out a bit when I was looking up the definitions of the word intention. Regular listeners, I know you're just shocked by this. Ha ha. But I just have to share what I found. So the first definition is totally what you would expect for the word intention. It's an aim or a plan or a determination to act in a certain way. Okay. I also just love that word determination because if you're going to make this work, you got to be determined. You cannot go about to set an intention to make a goal or a resolution just because everybody else is doing it. This has to come from within. This has to be about your heart and your mind. But I also love the word nerd in me, love that in medicine, the word intention means the healing process of a wound. I kind of love thinking about my intentions in that way, that the follow through of my intentions can perhaps start to heal some of the broken or wounded areas in my thinking, my habits, my relationships. I really like that. Um. And that's what this is about for me. This is about looking at my life and saying, what am I doing that's working? And how can I lean into that? And what am I doing that's holding me back and hurting me? And how can I fix those things? So even if you're not a goals or a resolutions person, or if you're in a season of life where doing or keeping track of one more thing feels unreachable, Setting an intention for the year may still work for you. This isn't about a habit tracker or a chart or crossing something off a list. Setting an intention, that's all, that's, that's behavior modification. This is about mindset. Setting an intention really circles back to something I've been thinking about so much lately, and it's mindfulness. This is about awareness. This is about a decision to be intentional with your time, your thoughts, and your words in a way that honors where you're at, what's working for you, 
and what you need to let go of or correct. Now, a handful of years ago, I learned about the idea of choosing a word in January and using that word as your guidepost for the year. Now, this is something that I do in conjunction with my goals and resolutions, and some people choose a word in place of the other typical New Year stuff. Now, just like resolutions, this isn't going to be for everybody. I literally saw somebody dog on the whole choosing a word thing a couple days ago on Facebook, and that's okay. What this is isn't me trying to convince you to do what I do. This is just me telling you my experiences. Maybe it works for you. Maybe it doesn't. That's okay. One thing I really love about picking a word is the way it follows you throughout the year. This is where that pesky little thing we talk about all the time called confirmation bias really is a superb thing. You will see your word everywhere because you will be looking for it. So, you know, you think about it, you reflect, you ask yourself all those questions, you decide who you want to be, you decide what your life wants to look like, you want to grow, you're in that place, you want this, you want to listen, and you set an intention. And then the really cool thing is you find yourself looking for the opportunities for that throughout the year. So let's say, for example, you pick the word listen. You will notice Every time you see a quote on Pinterest or Instagram about listening, you will notice every piece of home decor with the word listen on it. It will jump off the shelf at you. You will notice every book at the library with listen in the title. As you're scrolling through Spotify, you will notice every song that has to do with listening. You are looking for it, so you will find it. And then... This is even the cooler part. Because you are noticing your word, that word will be at the forefront of your brain. Therefore, your brain will give it priority. And you might start to not just see the word in print, but opportunities to put your word or your intention into practice will become more and more obvious. So as you're looking... For the word listen, yes, you'll you'll see the you'll see the song. You'll oh, that book has the word listen in it at the library. But then you'll start to realize that you're spacing out when someone you care about is talking, and it'll be at the forefront of your brain. Like oh, maybe I need to listen to this conversation, or you find yourself drifting during church and go oh, maybe I need to listen and pay attention to what my pastor is saying. You will notice opportunities to listen. You will recognize people who need to be heard. It's super cool. The snowball effect that our brains set in motion is really neat and it can really work to your advantage if you do this. And as a bonus, and I can I can tell you this from experience, if you tell your close circle of friends what your word or intention is, they will often send you what they find with your word. Um, Crystal one year, several years ago, she picked a symbol instead of a word. And I will let her tell you about that on a later episode. But because that was different, and it was different than what everybody else in the group was doing, it really stuck out to us. So I know that myself and a few other women, we would send her pictures and things with this symbol on it anytime we found it. And and that's really neat. And I know when I've done this in the past, I would get texts from friends. Oh, I'm at the library and I saw this book. And it was neat, not just because it was another thing for me to check out, um, for me to look into, but it was also just a reminder that somebody cared and someone was there on the journey with me and keeping me accountable and knowing that this intention was in my life. It was super neat. Um, 
Now, sometimes, oh man, I can't, I can't do this podcast without telling this story again. I think God sometimes has fun with us when we pick a word. Now, if you are a regular listener, you might know this story, but it is worth telling again because, you know, you can laugh at my expense. Uh, at the end of 2019, oh boy, did any of us know, any of us know what was coming? At the end of 2019, David and I both took time completely separately to pray and reflect on what we wanted our word for 2020 to be. Now, we'd both picked words in the past, but this was the year we were really going to double down and we really wanted to to really put some time and thought into what we wanted it to be. So we did. We prayed for several weeks, asking God to show us what our word should be, really putting thought into what we wanted for our family, for ourselves, how we needed to grow. And we went out, um, we went on this date at the end of, the end of 2019 and we bought supplies for our vision boards which by the way mine has stayed up my 2020 vision board has now become my life vision board because i love it i look at it all the time um it's been so meaningful to me but we bought supplies for our vision boards and we went out to coffee and we sat down and we decided to share our word so dorky like okay one two three say a word at the same time so we did one two three and we literally both said the word fun Oh, yeah. We picked the word fun for 2020, people. Without talking to each other about it, we were both 100% led to choose the word fun. I can still picture the smirk on God's face, just his knowing what we needed to learn and the best way for us to learn it. Now, it's a funny story now because 2020 was not fun. But we both came out of that year with lifelong lessons about expectations, about contentedness, and about choosing to have fun in situations you didn't choose in the midst of changes you didn't ask for. So that's the thing about it. You don't know right now where your word or your intention will take you. That's what I said at the beginning. It's kind of exciting. It's this blank canvas. None of us have any idea what lays ahead. Now, David and I both knew when we picked it that we often pick work over fun, and we also knew that we wanted to be more intentional about having fun with our kids while they're kids and while they're still home. Now, we went into this year of picking the word fun with a thought in our brains of a year of trips to the aquarium and riding roller coasters and going out for ice cream before heading to the park. Now, we obviously didn't get any of that, but... We were absolutely given the opportunity to be intentional about having fun with our kids. It's amazing. You don't know where this intention is going to take you. You might be led to pick, like I said, let's stick with the word listen and think, okay, I know this is something I struggle in. This is something I want to grow in. I want to listen to the people around me. I want to listen to the Lord. I want to listen to nature. I want to listen to the good thoughts in my brain. And you might have a picture of what that's going to look like and how it's going to play out. But it's just really exciting to see how it unfolds and what opportunities and what areas of growth lay ahead of you to just let it be what it is and look for it is instead of trying to muscle our plans through or trying to control it. Now, for me, choosing a word, setting an intention, however you want to word it, whatever you want to call it, this is just, it's like prayerfully and mindfully choosing to set the tone for the year. I have no idea what my year holds. I don't know what challenges or what opportunities lay ahead of me, 
but I am going into 2023 with my lens in place. I have spent the time in reflection. I have answered those questions. And I know now how I'm choosing to look at the year in front of me. I know what I want to focus on and I know how I want to grow. And I'm really excited, even knowing, even going through that 2020 experience, knowing that it might not be what I have set out, what I, what I picture in my head. But I know that I am going to see the world through that lens. And I know that something will, will be ahead of me that I need. So what we're going to do on the pod is we are going to spend January diving into four words, four intentions that are great baselines for a year. Now, each of the words we're going to cover would be wonderful lenses to see your upcoming year through. Maybe one will stick out to you and you'll adopt it as your own. Maybe one will spark something else in you. But even if you aren't picking a word or setting an intention, I think each of the things we're going to cover for the next four weeks are really great places to start a year from. So I hope you will stick with us not only for this new series, but throughout the new year as we work to bring you new content each week as we grow and learn right along with you. Um, I want to go back through, I'm just, I want to give you those questions um, that I asked at the beginning one more time. Um, just because I really encourage you, whether you're going to set an intention or pick a word or not, this is a, an amazing time to sit and reflect on who you were and how your life was in 2022, and to just honestly and reflectively evaluate, okay, do I want to be the same person in 2023? Am I okay for my life to be the same in 2023? And if so, if it's yes, then be like, okay, what was I doing right? And if not, be like, okay, what do I need to change? So I just want to ask those questions one more time so that you have something you can go back and easily pause and think through these things, journal through these things. Okay, here we go. What didn't work? What drained me? What lies am I believing? What is distracting me? What am I holding on to that I need to let go of? What changes would I like to make? Now, here are the fun ones. What went well this year? Where did I thrive? When did I feel most alive? What brought me peace? What brought me joy? Where was I using my gifts? Oh, I encourage you to think about those things. I encourage you to really evaluate your year. And I am so excited to grow and change alongside of you as we, uh, as we work through this year and climb up the hill together. Thank you for being here. Happy New Year, everyone. You've been listening to the Girl in a Hill podcast. Please help us out by sharing the podcast with your friends, connecting with us on social media, and leaving a review on Apple Podcast. We're here to climb the hill with you as we all work to stop hiding, start shining, and be the women we were created to be. Join the conversation by connecting with us on social media. We're on Facebook and Instagram. Find us at facebook.com slash girl on a hill podcast or instagram.com slash girl on a hill podcast. You'll also want to check out our website, www.girlonahill.com, where we not only share each new podcast episode, but encouraging blog posts and links to any resources shared or talked about on the pod. Thank you for listening and we'll see you next week.